0: Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Real Life. I'm Lisa, and today we are going to be talking about manipulation. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, or seeing a psychiatrist. All information is researched, and opinions are my own. I am a mental health inpatient, registered nurse, and professional content developer so manipulation I'm sure I'm not the only one who has been on the receiving end of manipulation in the in the past and often it can happen in both our personal and professional relationships without us even realizing it if you've been on the receiving end of being manipulated it can cause, all sorts of issues like having trouble trusting people and even doubting yourself and your abilities because it's something that can potentially happen in our closest relationships such as with our spouse, our partner, family, or friends it's worthwhile having a chat about how to spot the signs and what to do if you suspect that you're being manipulated and so that's what i'm exploring today what is manipulation manipulation can be eh, it can be described as when someone does or says something in order to try and change the behavior or perception of another person or group of people. We see this happen a lot on a social scale, such as when governments use propaganda to try and enforce a particular set of beliefs or way of behaving, or when individuals try to convince the public of a particular event or situation without any actual evidence something that we're seeing happening more and more lately thanks to social media and of course the more extreme elements of political and social life which seem to have much more of a platform now than in the past on a more personal level manipulation can happen in our individual relationships And it's not always negative. Think about a time when someone has had a positive influence on you. That is actually a form of manipulation. But where it's being used for harmless and helpful means when it becomes an issue is when someone tries to coerce you to do something that you, you don't want to do or that isn't in your best interest. That is where manipulation becomes a force for negativity and it can have a damaging effect on your mental health. Think of it this way. Influencing involves having positive intentions towards the other person while manipulating involves negative intentions the thing is that we can all do it to some extent and sometimes we may not even realize we're doing it when we tell someone what they want to hear or what we want them to hear rather than the actual truth. It's a form of manipulation because we're trying to control that person's opinion of us or th- the way they perceive us in that moment. We also do it in our closest relationships with spouses, partners, family, and friends, where we might say or do something to try and have them respond in a in a particular way. Sometimes that Simply, that's simply because our needs aren't being met in that moment. While at other times, it could be more about trying to make them behave in a specific way in order to satisfy our wants. The most common example is probably how we react when we get into an argument with someone we care about. The different ways that we react react like yelling or sulking or whatever will likely have an effect on how the other person reacts and so often we can find ourselves trying to manipulate the other person, whether or not we're even aware of what we're doing. I just did it this morning. I was so annoyed at my husband for taking over me repeatedly while we were in the car together that I snapped, and it took a minute or two to calm myself down. In case I haven't mentioned before, I fully acknowledge the fact that I'm prone to being reactive when I'm angry or frustrated. And I'm continuing to work really hard on being able to hit the pause button so that I can calm down and then respond in a more thoughtful and rational way. The thing is that just because I talk about this stuff all the time, that certainly doesn't mean I get it right all of the time. And I am a very long way from being perfect. Anyway, every time you give someone the silent treatment or when you nag at them or yell at a loved one, it's a form of manipulation because you're modifying your behavior in order to try and make the other person change theirs. Now, whether or not that's deliberate or subconscious, and whether or not it actually works is irrelevant. It's still an attempt to sway another person to do or say what you want them to, which can potentially be a negative thing if it happens repeatedly as a means of controlling another person. Like I said, Uh, we all do it at some point or another, so the important thing to be aware of is that when it happens a lot, it can become chronic manipulation, which can have long-term damaging effects on your relationships, as well as your self-esteem and the other person's self-esteem. So I guess the main point I'm making here is that if you find yourself doing these sorts of things, you need to really think about whether or not it's a healthy choice. There's a massive difference between influencing and manipulating. Now, the bulk of the conversation today is going to be about feeling that you're being manipulated by other people, but it would be remiss of me not to have an honest conversation up front, because the reality is that not many of us are completely innocent when it comes to these types of behaviors. Like all things, it's about being aware of what you're doing. And if the intention is to help someone in a healthy way and they are happy to receive that help, then it, it's great. And that's a positive influence. But if not, then it's negative, and that's where it can become manipulation. It's an important distinction to make and be clear on, because for the bulk of this podcast episode, I'll be talking about the negative side of being manipulated by other people, along with things you can do to ensure you're not deliberately or accidentally manipulating other people, Because as I often say on this podcast, how we treat others has a direct impact on how they treat us. Can I just say, though, that that does not mean that if you are being manipulated by someone that you have been manipulating them. Let me be very clear and say that it's not at all what I am covering off in this point. My main point here is that we just need to be conscious of how we're reacting and acting as well, rather than it just being a focus on the external, because we need to take responsibility for our own internal behaviors as well. So we'll be talking about both. It's two kind of different subjects, but we'll be talking about them Side by side. Now, speaking of being manipulated by others, at the start of this podcast episode, I mentioned a very specific form of manipulation, which has become quite well known in recent years, gaslighting. And in fact, I have a great podcast episode on gaslighting. If you're listening to this podcast episode, I know you'll really like the gaslighting podcast episode that I have uh, available. So, it's even been the subject of a recent song by U.S. country pop band, The Chicks. According to Healthline, the gaslighting, is a form of emotional abuse that's seen in abusive relationships. It's the act of manipulating a person by forcing them to question their thoughts, memories, and the events occurring around them. A victim of gaslighting can be pushed so far that they question their own sanity. Gaslighting, whether intentional or not, is a form of manipulation. Gaslighting can happen in many types of relationships, including those with bosses, friends, and parents. But one of the most devastating forms of gaslighting is when it occurs in a relationship between a couple. Moving on to the next part of today's conversation, normally I would jump now into why this topic or why focusing on this topic is important for mental health. But because we're talking about being manipulated by other people as a fairly large amount of today's conversation, I'm actually going to look at first why do people manipulate others. The reason why most people manipulate others is for control and power or to achieve a specific outcome that meets their wants and needs. Some people do it for attention. Some do it for power. Some do it to achieve a specific agenda or to undermine another person. There are are a huge number of different reasons why people manipulate others. Some people do it deliberately, while others may not even be aware they're doing it. A common example of that is when One or both of your parents tries to change your behavior in a a particular way. They may believe they're acting out of love and the desire to to protect you. But the result is manipulation in the form of making you feel guilty for not doing as they wish or making you feel bad about a life decision that uh, you've made. This kind of stuff is one of the things I talk about and will be having posted as a podcast episode. Um, It's going to cover boundaries. And as I said back, back when, it's always your choice whether or not to engage when this kind of stuff happens. Another place around why people manipulate is often rooted in a whole bunch of stuff like the way they were brought up, their emotional baggage, their level of mental well-being, their level of awareness, and some really fundamental emotional drivers like fear and security. Regardless of whether or not they are aware of what they're doing, the result is it's the same. And quite frankly, ignorance is never an excuse to treat another person poorly. It's why I'm so vocal about how important it is to be assertive and why you absolutely should not put up with nonsense from other people, which you do by setting clear boundaries and sticking to them. There are also a number of personality disorders which can commonly involve manipulative behaviors such as borderline personality disorder and narcissistic personality disorder. Like anything, there are lots of different ways they can manifest and it may not be the same for every single person with these specific disorders. One example of why this type of behavior is often found in people diagnosed with these disorders is noted in an article by Good Therapy. And here's a quote from Good Therapy. For many with bipolar disorder, manipulation may be a means of meeting their emotional needs or obtaining validation. And it often occurs when the person with bipolar I'm sorry, borderline personality disorder feels insecure or abandoned. As many people with borderline personality disorder have witnessed or experienced abuse, manipulation may have developed as a coping mechanism to get needs met indirectly. Individuals with narcissistic personality disorder may have different reasons for engaging in manipulative behavior as those with narcissistic personality disorder may have difficulty forming close relationships. They may resort to manipulation in order to keep their partner in the relationship. Characteristics of narcissistic manipulation may include shaming, blaming, playing the victim, control issues, and gaslighting. Again, all this was talking about borderline personality disorder and narcissistic personality disorder, as as I quoted good therapy. Anyway, why is it important to be aware of and address manipulative behaviors for the sake of your mental health and well-being? Manipulation can have a damaging effect on your mental health and well-being, according to that same article I mentioned before from Good Therapy. If unaddressed, this is Good Therapy, a quote. If unaddressed, manipulation can lead to poor mental health outcomes for those who are manipulated. Chronic manipulation in close relationships may also be a sign of emotional emotional abuse is taking place, which in some cases can have a similar effect to trauma, particularly when the victim of manipulation is made to feel guilty or ashamed. Good therapy also mentioned victims of chronic manipulation may feel depressed, develop anxiety, develop unhealthy coping patterns, constantly try to please the manipulative person, lie about their feelings, put another person's needs before their own, and find it difficult to trust others. End of quote. So let's be very clear about this. Chronic manipulation, including gaslighting, is a form of emotional abuse, which can leave, leave very deep wounds that take a lot of time and a hell of a lot of work to heal. It completely undermines your self-confidence, self-esteem, and even your self-respect. And in cases of serious abuse, it can put you in dangerous positions or force you to make unhealthy choices. Some of the common signs of manipulation include lies and dishonest behavior, threats, withholding information, Using sex or affection as a tool to achieve specific outcomes or deliberately withholding it as a tool to get their own way. Verbal abuse. Isolating someone from their friends or family. Feigning ignorance or innocence, but then repeating the same behaviors. Making you feel guilty about not doing or saying what they want. I could spend hours here talking about the different signs of manipulation, but instead I will put a link in the article from Psych Central called How to Spot Manipulation. In fact, I won't put a link. I'll just tell you. It's an article from Psych Central. And it's called How to Spot Manipulation, which is a fairly quick read and may be useful if you think you might be on the receiving end of manipulative or controlling behavior. But would like a bit more clarity first on some of the common forms it can take. Let's look at uh, the article from Healthline. And Healthline says, signs that you are a victim of gaslighting include feeling like everything you do is wrong, always thinking it's your fault when things go wrong, often questioning whether your response to your partner is appropriate, avoiding giving information to friends or family members to avoid confrontation about your partner, feeling isolated from friends and family. And then lastly, feeling hopeless, and taking little or no pleasure in activities you used to enjoy, end of quote. So let's talk about how to tackle manipulation. So I'm going to cover two different things here. First, how to ensure you're not deliberately or accidentally manipulating someone, and then second, what to do if you're being manipulated or that you might be being manipulated by someone. Let me say this as simply as I possibly can. Don't manipulate other people. You're responsible for your words and actions. And so try to control another person or make them do what you want when it isn't in their best interest. is just plain wrong. But you kind of don't need me to tell you that. You don't get a free pass because You're in love or because it's a family member or long-term friend. Manipulating other people is unkind and it can do real harm. I think the simplest way to do this is to stop and reflect in each situation and then consider your intentions. Focusing on building and maintaining your self-awareness is vital because it helps you to be more honest with yourself about what you might need to focus on in order to be the best version of yourself possible. And just FYI, self-awareness is a topic uh, that I'll be covering in more detail. Okay. So now let's talk about what to do if you're being manipulated or suspect you're being manipulated by another person. First, reflect and listen to your instincts that's an important thing. What you want to do is do some reflection. It's a way of sitting and looking at things in a non-judgmental and more objective manner than you might if you just react to the emotions you might be feeling. Emotions are usually a sign that there's something that needs our attention. But if we just react to them without taking the time to consider why they're happening, then we can potentially end up making things more difficult for ourselves. Next, confront the person in a calm and objective way. This isn't about having a screaming fit or creating a drama. You're not on the real housewives. (laughs) Instead, it's about having a rational conversation. Explain what it is that you've noticed Happening, For example, I feel that often I need to justify my decisions to you. Now, it's up to you whether or not you want to say how the behavior or action has made you feel. And, of course, counselors and therapists often tend to encourage you to speak your truth in this way because it's about encouraging you to take back your control and power. However, in the case of manipulative people, you may find that these sorts of statements are used against you at a later date. My advice is this. By all means, share your feelings the first time that you address the issue. But be aware that if you have to address it more than once, then the time for explaining how you feel is over because that person knows exactly what they're doing. It's that old saying, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. One piece of advice here in all of these interactions is to avoid absolute statements like you always do this or you never let me do that because they are like a red rag to a bull and will quite likely result in an argument which is counterproductive. Your focus should be on a rational and calm discussion or at least remaining that way yourself. You can't control what the other person does or doesn't do. If that means you need to remove yourself from the conversation, if things become heated, then do so. And then you want to set boundaries and stick to them. I talked about this extensively in an episode I had as far as dealing with toxic people. So check that out for more. But in short, the goal here is to state that you will and will not accept from them and then stick to it. That includes boundaries for yourself as well, such as committing to just not engaging the next time the person tries to manipulate or deciding that you will call out the behavior when it is happening to stop it in its tracks. I tend to work on a three strikes and you're out approach to, to boundaries. However, for bigger issues, I'm very assertive in the sense of saying This is not acceptable. And then it happens again. There are consequences such as changing the nature of my relationship with that person. Maybe that's just because my tolerance for bullshit has gone out the window over the past few years. You need to decide what works best for you and provide your intentions. Be kind and give more than you take. You're on the right track. You may also find um, that there's a book by Dr. Harriet Breaker, B-R-A-I-K-E-R. It was published in 2003 called Who's Pulling Your Strings? How to Break the Cycle of Manipulation and Regain Control of Your Life, which you may find useful, especially as it contains practical advice you can help which can help you address these types of issues and then my final point here is that if the manipulative behavior continues then walk away you know i often make the point in this podcast that we shouldn't just stop talking to someone because ghosting is bad and if there are issues then we should try to work them out like rational and compassionate adults but sometimes the other person just doesn't want to cooperate. And if it's that case, then you are wasting your time and also potentially putting yourself in a vulnerable and even dangerous positions. So cut the cord. There are far too many stories of people having their lives shattered by someone who manipulated them into a substance abuse issue or ruined their finances or completely isolated them from family and friends. And I know it can be tough to hear, but if someone is manipulating you into doing things that are not healthy and they refuse to change their behavior, then you need to walk away. That can be terrifying. And of course, every person's situation is unique. So my advice here is to always put your overall health and well-being first in all things. And if that means that you need to find support to get yourself out of the situation where you're being manipulated, then there are plenty of services that can help you. But please... Take the next step. This is Real Life. I'm Lisa. Stay well.